Welcome to the Happy Homeschooler podcast, a digital support group for everyone interested in a learning lifestyle. I'm your host, Holly. I'm your co-host, Melody. And I'm your co-host, Jennifer. Today is episode 98, and we'll be discussing how to know when your child is ready to graduate. But before we get to that, how's everyone been since last time? Melody? Well, this has been a, a busy week for me uh, on as people may remember, we moved, my husband and I moved about a year and a half ago into our house and circumstances being what they were was not finished. The bathroom was functional, but the kitchen wasn't in and just various things weren't quite ready, but we moved in. It was fine. And then little by little, all your, I've been big giving you updates where mm -hmm. different things are getting finished. So on Monday this week, my son-in-law said, hey, I can come on Tuesday and put the shelves in the utility room and the closet in the office, which is awesome. But of course, that means that all of the things that were in there at the moment, I am the Tetris queen. So I had everything you know, <laughs> in there. So it wasn't all out on the floor. All of that had to come out. So you could put the shelves in there. So I have been working all week on getting those things back in. I have decision fatigue because it's like, oh, now in this new space, where, where does it make sense? I mean, nothing was, not everything made sense in the place yeah. that it was before. And then we could not unpack a great many things because there was no place to put them. Mm -hmm. And so I'm, I'm still a little bit surrounded by some piles of uh, packing boxes and <laughs> storage crates and things like that. I was like, well, there are people out there who have that, you know, everybody's got a little chaos somewhere. Of course. You should see my desk right, right now. Right. <laughs> Like, I've got to get in there and move stuff around so I have a place to sit for the podcast. <laughs> I saw an article this week somewhere talking about how that chaos is healthy for you. So go with it. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, then I'm in good shape. So uh, how are you, Jennifer? You have a trip coming up really we soon, We do. Right? Yes. We just finished all of our co-op classes this week. It was the last one. And we're taking our high school class to Costa Rica to Woo! volunteer. Yeah, we leave Monday so and fun. we're going to be gone for nine days. We're going to go volunteer at the animal sanctuary in Costa Rica. We are so excited and so ready to go. And we're taking a group. We have six teenagers going. and. Five of them have never been on an airplane. Oh, wow. Uh, three of them have never left the country at all. So it's a very exciting trip we're taking. How many adults are going? Well, we ended up with six adults also. <laughs> Originally, it was just like, I. it was just me and I think two other adults were going to chaperone. But then, you know, all the parents were like, ooh, I want to go. <laughs> yeah, I would be in that boat. <laughs> so yes, we ended up with more adults, but that's okay. We're just really excited about it. And also, I learned about this place we're going from connecting with another world schooler family online on a Facebook group. It was somebody who had been there and she contacted me to ask me some questions about homeschooling. And then we started a relationship and she is going to be there with her family at the same time. <gasps> oh, cool. So that's exciting wow. as well. Wow. How about you, Holly? What have you been doing? I heard you have something exciting to tell us. I do. So as many families do, my family, uh, my mom's family, they had secrets. You know, back in the day, everything was a secret. Yeah. And um, <laughs> thanks to DNA testing and Ancestry.com and 23andMe, my cousin and my sisters and I feel pretty certain that we have found a long lost uncle who oh, was, uh, oh. he was my grandmother's child. So my grandmother had a daughter 
who was a lot older than my mother and the uh, her other siblings. They, mm-hmm. The daughter was only a half sibling. Well, there was, a, there was a boy too. We'd always heard about this boy who's, you know, not a boy now. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, we'd always heard about this boy. Well, my cousin got her new DNA results recently. A connection showed up in her ancestry Mm-hmm. And she looked at this person and the person had a story about her dad whose oh. birth name had our grandmother's maiden name. Mm-hmm. And oh. he knew in his, so his name had our family connection and he knew he'd been adopted and he's been looking for his family. Oh, wow. And so my sister called the woman, spoke to her son who got her on a three-way call with the grandfather who we think is our long lost uncle. And now he's looking for his birth certificate and some stuff so we can corroborate and make sure that our grandmother was his mother. And we're super curious about who his dad was. If his dad was the dad of my aunt, uh, mm-hmm, who was mm-hmm. only a half sibling or the dad of my mother and her other siblings. Right. And there's a mystery about that guy too. We've been like, That's you so know, exciting. that episode of who do you think you are? Like yeah. all week. <laughs> so crazy. excited, like goosebumps. Wow, yeah, we're, so we're neat. going crazy. So anyway, I'm not updating about cats this week. I'm <laughs> Let's go ahead and start talking about how we know when we're ready to graduate our kids from homeschooling. It's kind of subjective, isn't it, ladies? Yes, absolutely. I think between us, how many kids have we graduated? I've graduated seven now and they all graduated for different reasons at different times. I'm sure Mm -hmm. it's the same with you guys too. Yeah, I've graduated four. My oldest didn't graduate from homeschooling and Liam is still in school. What about you, Melody? Well, of my seven, they... Same thing. We had a plan and everybody got basically the same core subjects, but they graduated at different times, some early, some a little bit later. And I think that when you're tailoring your education to the person's interests, some things are going to take a little bit more precedence than other things. Mm -hmm. But yes, everybody got a well-rounded education and and some of them did it really quickly and some of them were a little more leisurely about it. (laughs) But in the end, like everybody has graduated. So now I'm in a different season of life because maybe I don't need a thousand and two books. I mean, we started off probably like a lot of people, like, okay, you need what, four years of English, three years of math. I think it's four years now. And there's a guideline, which we loosely, you know, followed. Well, and those guidelines change because when I graduated from high school, I don't know, like a million years ago, I graduated with, I think, just two math credits. Mm -hmm. They change all the time. They change all the time. It's important to note that the guidelines you guys are talking about are the public school graduation Mm -hmm. requirement guidelines. Thank you. I was going to say that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they don't actually apply to homeschoolers. And I actually... I looked Depending that up. Depending on where you are. Yeah, you know. and I looked that up because I was curious about other states. And what I found was that there's only two states that have any graduation requirements for homeschool students. And the rest of them have, there's not a set, like you have to have this to graduate as a homeschooler. There just isn't any. And, you know, other states outside of Texas have a lot of rules that you have to follow to homeschool your child and requirements each year, you know, that you check in or you testing or all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. But as far as graduation, what I found when I was looking this up is that there was only uh, New York and Pennsylvania, I believe, that have actual graduation requirements. I would have predicted that. I have a friend (laughs) who homeschooled in New York and then they moved to Pennsylvania and they finished all their homeschooling in Pennsylvania. And the thing she told me 
I just, I told my husband, we cannot leave Texas until all the kids have graduated. Yeah. Definitely not go, did not want to go to New York or Pennsylvania. Although people who are used to dealing with those regulations don't yes. find them so bad. And those two but, states are very regulated through the entire course mm-hmm. of homeschooling, not just for graduation. Mm-hmm. But right. overall, most so, states have no requirement. And so here in Texas, we don't have, although you can look at the guidelines for public school, we're not required to follow those. And we are, we are private schools and we're, we're allowed to decide when our students are ready to graduate and what we think they should be required to do before they graduate. Thankful for that. Because like we've said, every kid is different. I tried to give all of my kids what would be called a rigorous course of instruction. Mm -hmm. Um, So they had to take English for four years and they had two to three sciences. I strove for them to have three math if possible, but some of them graduated with only two. They just weren't math oriented. Mm-hmm. I wanted them to have some foreign language. So most of them did Latin, you know, some extracurricular type things. And some of them, my two older boys took a long time to complete their studies. They were, mm-hmm. I think, close to 20 when they were graduating. And I was like, yeah, you need to just, I think, you know, if there's anything else you want to learn, you can learn it. It's time to go. <laughs> I'm done schooling you. You need to go on. But a lot of times it took them longer because of interest. Like my middle son, he got interested in Kung Fu and he was spending a lot of time on Kung Fu. He eventually got a black belt. So that kind of pushed some of the academics to the right. side, and made it progress a little more slowly. He's also on the spectrum. So he needed more time mm-hmm. to get things cemented. And that's the beauty of homeschooling is you can give them time. And in public school, some kids don't graduate until they're 21 if they have special learning situations. Right. Mm -hmm. So there's no reason to push them through. But my middle daughter was determined. She was graduating at 18. She was going to college. She's going to get college done in four years. She Mm -hmm. had a plan. She was like textbook everything. Not that we use textbooks, but I mean, you know, she <laughs> took all the she took all the things, you know, the all the English, all the science, all the math, all the Latin, everything that you know you would want to take, she was taking it, so mm-hmm. she could go to college, any college she wanted. It's so variable. It is, but that's the thing. It's like, what is your what is your goal? Because if your goal is college, then you're going to want yes. college preparatory high school course of study. Mm-hmm. If you're going into some other field, like some of my kids like are going to be a mechanic. My son who was doing that, like he had a different set of studies that would be help him to be successful mm-hmm. in his chosen field. So, you know, depending on what your next step is, that helps you decide what you need to decide, you know, what does success look like for your yeah. child? Mm-hmm. I think a lot of homeschoolers were just out here redefining success. It's not necessarily I made straight A's and all these things. It's like, right. I know this field of study inside out, upside down and backwards, and I can, you know, go out and, I don't know, build houses or be a plumber or whatever their skill set is. Yeah. They're prepared. Some of the people like farming, landscaping. There's so many things that we need people to know how to do. I have a really good friend when her, it's so funny. In my mind, I have this picture frozen of her, her son. When he was 12, she had a baby and I went over to take a meal to her and her son was jumping up and down on the trampoline, talking on a cordless phone. So this was quite some time ago. This, <laughs> this young man now I think is in his late thirties or early forties. He's a home builder. Very, very successful. But she was driven crazy by this child. And she would say, (laughs) I just don't know. I can't get him to study much of anything. I don't know how he's going to be a success in life. 
<laughs> but you know, he had his interests and he was able to delve into those interests. Yeah. And I think he apprenticed with a home builder at one point, but he, he became quite successful. And yeah, I think the key is trying to figure out what your child is going to do. Mm-hmm. Now they can't always know. You, you can't always know when you're 12 that, you know, like some kids are at 12. They're like, I want to be an astronaut and they don't do any math or science. So that's probably <laughs> not going to pan out. Um, But, you know, trying to figure out what they are going to do and fit them for that Mm -hmm. as much as possible. And then when they've done as much of that as, you know, you think that can be accomplished at home or in the confines of the family, then maybe they're ready to fly. Right. Give them a diploma and help them on to that next stage of their life. Yeah, I think in my family, we didn't have a lot of structured rules of how, you know, when you'll you'll be ready to graduate. But I think it was more a consideration of when are, is each one of them, when are they ready to be independent? When are they ready to go leave my house and do things on their own? When have they reached that maturity level, the responsibility level? So we did have, we had a rule of we're not going to graduate you before you're 16. So that was our baseline was once you get close to 16, we can discuss if you want to graduate, we'll start discussing it, you know, when you're 15, we'll start talking about what that looks like and what it means and what your plans are. And then I think I've mentioned before that, you know, we do meetings with our kids, planning meetings. And as they got older, that was a big focus is like, where do you see yourself in five years from now? What kind of work do you think you want to do? And not obviously they don't know exactly what they want, but they can give you some ideas and you Mm -hmm. can gain ideas from watching what they love, what type of path they're going to take. And then we would feed that, you know, we would, if, you know, what my one daughter who really wanted to go into college and go pre-med, well, she knew she needed to do certain things to get into that college to be pre-med. So that's what she started working on to be able to graduate. And so for each of my children, it was like that. We kind of looked at before they were 16, whether or not they were ready, do they want to graduate? And then what kind of path they were planning to take. And then we would do whatever it took to get those things accomplished to reach that path. I think you talked one time about you wanted your kids to have a certain level of math proficiency. Did you have some small basics? Like what those? I've always looked at the state requirements for graduation and not because I felt like they needed to have exactly what the state said, but because I knew that if they were going to pursue a college education, that this most colleges, especially if you're looking in your own state, have the expectation of you following those guidelines, right? Mm-hmm. So what we would do when they were ready to graduate, I wanted them, even if they didn't decide that they wanted to go to college, I wanted them to be able to pursue that later if they choose to. And I had some that went to community college and one that went to a university. So that we've had different variations on this. So we would sit down and as unschoolers, you know, we didn't have grades, we didn't have certain topics we studied all the time. But what we would do is look at the state requirements together and then see where we felt like we had accomplished those things. So I think one of the examples I give all the time is like when we look at biology and biology labs at high school level that my kids accomplished that through anatomy classes we did together with dissections and working in the garden. And there were many, many ways we accomplished biology. And I would look at it with them and we go, yeah, you covered all that. Check it off the list, you know? Mm -hmm. So it wasn't like I sat down with them and we looked at it and said, well, you you need to take this and this and this, we kind of looked to see what we had done and where it fit into the given mm-hmm. categories. And for math, initially we did, we were like, we want you to have three masks because we don't know where you're going and you might need 
you know, some places require you to have this and some places don't. But then I got to one of my daughters who's just, it's just not her thing. And she was in the middle, when we graduated her, she was in the middle of teaching yoga classes and opening her own yoga studio and running a business and doing the money for her business. But doing algebra and geometry was just not for her. So that was when we realized like, okay, this is silly for us. We don't feel like it's a requirement. We're going to graduate you because you're running your own business already. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you can be done. (laughs) We learn along the way too to let loose on some of that stuff and to just use it more as a guideline and watch what our kids are doing instead of sticking closely to that. I think all three of us, it sounds like we all got them prepared so Mm -hmm. that they had options. Like if you want college, you'll be ready for it. If you choose to go in a different direction, you'll be ready for that. Where are you gifted? Where are you talented? Where are Mm -hmm. your interests? You don't want to discourage your kids if they, you know, Holly's example of the astronaut thing is interesting because with the high school co-op kids I've been working with over the last year, I did a thing where we talked about career development and tried to help them figure out what direction they wanted to go in by asking a lot of questions and looking into different careers and things like that. And I've had a couple of them. I know these kids pretty well. I've worked with them a long time and I've had a couple of them tell me I want to do whatever. And I know in my head immediately, I'm like, this is, this is not for you. (laughs) You know, (laughs) I, I know you, this isn't the direction you're really wanting to go. It just sounds good to you. But for example, one of them really wants to be a doctor. But she, you know, math and science and none of the requirements that she's going to need are the things she likes to do and doesn't want to do those things. Right. So talking to your kids about what their goals are and then finding ways to fit those into their own skills realistically. So the person I'm talking about would be an amazing nurse because she's giving and caring and she's a caretaker, naturally a caretaker, right? And wouldn't have to go through all of that schooling that she hates to become a doctor, you know, and probably wouldn't succeed at because it's not her thing. So try to look at other outside the box ways your kids' goals can be reached. There are um, all kinds of things online, you know, you can do assessments that help you learn what your strong suits are. When my previous two youngest kids uh, were going to Hill Country Academy, I taught a class called Real Life 101. Mm -hmm. And part of that class involved the kids researching what it was they thought they wanted to do and what the education and the pay was. And a lot of the kids changed their mind about what they were going to do. One girl wanted to be a vet tech and she found that really didn't pay any money. (laughs) (laughs) As much as you love animals, you're not going to have a living at that. Or they found out how the amount of money they would earn at a job like that would not allow them to get, you know, a nice Starbucks every day. So when you get into the high school years, part of knowing if your child is ready or not is helping them to understand the realities of what life is after high school. Right. You know, and and hopefully they're finding out about that in little ways here and there as they're getting Mm -hmm. older. But sometimes it's a really good idea to find a course or make a course for them that kind of takes them through that idea. Mm-hmm. You know, I saw recently that the average price of a new car is something like $45,000. And I thought, how many people <laughs> yeah. are going to be buying a car, uh, <laughs> you know, a new car at, at those prices? Um, especially, you know, say your kid. So I knew of a kid. Uh, <laughs> who came from a family, um, they were really into education, but for some reason, this kid's goal in life was to be a professional paintball player. <laughs> uh, I don't know how much money he earned. 
<laughs> you can do that. <laughs> I guess so. But I, but I don't think you will earn very much money at it. And I think it's mm -hmm. a really, it's really good to have those constructive conversations so that maybe your child realizes, oh, you know, wait a minute. I don't think I'm ready to graduate. I still need to get some more education in math mm -hmm. or science or something. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not quite ready to go out and earn my living. And be and on be my own. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, having these conversations will help you know when your child is ready. Hi, happy homeschoolers. Let's chat a bit about our sponsor, Transcript Maker. Unfortunately for me, when I was homeschooling my children, I didn't have Transcript Maker, and I really wish I had. I was that mom hand calculating grade point averages, using a typewriter, what a dinosaur, right? <laughs> to physically type, cut, and literally paste course listings and grades onto like a printed template to create my kids' transcripts. And then personal computers came along and my task was a little easier, but my children's transcripts lack the polished professional look that you will have with Transcript Maker. My piece together transcripts were adequate, but why be adequate when you could showcase your child's education with Transcript Maker and make your job easier at the same time? With Transcript Maker, you can just plug all your courses in and it fills everything out for you. And just for listeners of our podcast, you can save 20% off your subscription with our exclusive coupon code HAPPY. That's H-A-P-P-Y in all caps. Go to www.transcriptmaker.com today and fall in love for yourself. Transcript Maker, simply better transcripts. Did any of you have a child where you were like, okay, I've had enough of all your nonsense <laughs> and I'm graduating you. So you can go out in the real world and figure this out because you are just, <laughs> you're just not really cooperating with the plan here. Is anybody, was it only me? I didn't, but I have had <laughs> friends that have gone through that experience for sure, where they're like, okay, you're just done. We're done with this. <laughs> yeah. And it's okay. If you get to that point, I think some people feel like feel bad. Like when I did that, my youngest daughter, she wanted to argue with me about math all the time. Mm -hmm. She wanted to argue about how dumb she thought the order of operations were and all that. And mm -hmm. I said, you know what? Here's the deal. And she was going, she'd been going to community college for dual mm -hmm. enrollment and she had not passed the math portion of the entrance exam. And mm -hmm. I said, listen, right. we're done. I think you're ready to graduate. You have a lot of opinions and things. And, and I think you're really ready to have ownership of your own life. It's your job to figure out how to pass right. that math. And she got a friend and she studied and she passed it. And she went to college after she graduated yeah. from high school for a semester or two. I was just like, yeah, you know what? I think that what you really need is to be independent now. I think that's yeah. why you give me so much stuff. So it's, it's time for that. And she's done very well for herself since then. Mm -hmm. But it's okay, you know, if you're like, I think we're done. Even if they don't have the three maths or the whatever's that you thought they should have, they can make that up and fill in their own gap. I've had kind of the opposite thing, I guess. My son that just graduated recently, he's 16. He really was done with academics about a year ago. Like we have just done so much stuff. He, if you checked off boxes on that recommended list, he'd done way more than was what was on that list. But he was 15. 
he wasn't, you know, ready to go do something on his own yet. So we didn't graduate him before that. We waited until he could get a job and drive a car and those kind of things so that he could have some independence to graduate him. But that last year, he he did some classes with his co-op because he felt like it, not because, you know, it was a requirement. He just was enjoying it. But he kind of had a year off where he could do whatever he wanted to do, you know, until he was ready to go be independent. And then we graduated him. Was that a hard year for him and you? No, not at all. Actually, it wasn't. I mean, he was enjoying it and we didn't butt heads through any of that or anything. It it worked out fine for us. I could just imagine, you know, if you were ready to go off and have a more independent life, but you were stymied because nobody will hire you and you can't get a driver's license, that might have been a frustrating time. (laughs) The not getting hired is frustrating. And I've actually experienced that with most of my kids because at least where we live, they won't hire anyone until you're 16. And my homeschooled kids have been ready for jobs, at least at 14. Like they've been, they want to work. They want to be responsible and earn money. Mm -hmm. So that has been frustrating all along for everybody. We had a similar experience with a child being ready to launch before I was finished. (laughs) So I was like, oh, I guess (laughs) you actually are ready. Mature, had already been working Mm part-time, was driving. It's like ready to go. And um, I'm over here saying, but but what about checking up all these boxes? <laughs> so that was a lesson for me. It's like, well, no, right. this child is ready to go and has the skills they need. Mm-hmm. And so why are you standing in their way? It's like, okay. So then I was, you know, working on the transcript in case he needed it for something, but he did not in his mm-hmm. go in the direction that he did. And he was fine. So it's like, well, that was a lesson for mom. And then I've had other children for whom like a life situation slowed us down and we just took a little bit of extra time mm-hmm. to get it together. But you know, it's something about like that job. Like anytime, as soon as somebody has a part-time job, their hours, they have less time yes. to get things done. And so after that, finishing up was pretty accelerated. Once they're kind of out there living a life, you know, doing um, real life things in the real world, the finishing up of the checkbox stuff doesn't, isn't as important anymore. My oldest son graduated right as HEB was opening in our town. Mm-hmm. And he got hired and he has worked there ever since. So that was perfect timing for him because he was finishing school and he was ready for a job. And it just so happened a really good employer yeah. was hiring in our town. Before that, we were really a bedroom community where you didn't have jobs that would really give you a livelihood here. Mm-hmm. So that has changed. And I do think that some companies can hire People under the age of 16, mm-hmm. I, I saw recently that some companies were going to open that up. I know in our people. state that it's legal to hire under a 16, but most, at least where I am, they aren't doing that. Well, they're really limited in what kids can do. For mm-hmm. example, they can't even use a plastic knife. Yes. <laughs> so weird. When I was um, a sophomore in high school, I got my first non-babysitting job and I was cooking on a grill and I was... Yeah, yeah. No, they can't do any of that stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So rules have changed and maybe not completely for the better. I mean, we don't want kids to be put in dangerous situations, but kids can work on farms with their family and do really dangerous stuff. So I don't know. And historically, you know, we read about things in American history, how young people were when they were doing different jobs. So part of that is just what the culture is going to allow. And then yeah, protecting the our kids. Labor laws yeah. come in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if some children mature quite 
early and um, are very mature. And then if they've grown up with responsibilities, I mean, that's part of the reason why we have everybody who lives in the house work and everybody learns how to take care of things. So they're equipped to go and be adults. If they're ready, they're ready. But like you said, if if nobody will hire you, then, well, in our case, then the kids just start their own little businesses. Yep. (laughs) Your daughter and um, my kids doing different things here and there. I recently wrote an article for the Transcript Maker blog. There's always a lot of discussion about should you give your kid a diploma mm-hmm. or should they get a GED? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, if you're having a situation where you're having a lot of um, acrimony with your child, they don't want to learn and they want to be out on their own, that might be a time to say, you know what, like, let's just get you a GED so you have something and you can move on with your life. But, you know, sometimes even with homeschooling, people think homeschooling is going to solve all your problems. There are kids who do not graduate from homeschooling. Sure. That's not like figuring out when they're ready to graduate. It's figuring out, is this even going to happen? If, it right. Not. If. Yeah, it might <laughs> not. going to happen. Well, I have one son who likes to say he's a homeschool dropout. It's a joke, but that's like, <laughs> he likes to say that. It's like he didn't quite finish one of his history books. He didn't quite fit, but he had a job and he, he was working and he was, you know, being an adult. So mm-hmm. he did finish, um, but I don't know. We, we go round and round with him about whether or not he graduated. <laughs> he did, <laughs> but he thinks it's funny to say he was a homeschool dropout. So, like, well, are you educated? Did you learn how to learn? And then I've watched him learn how to figure things out. Like I always yeah. tell my children, if, if you find out if there's something that you didn't learn, you can teach it to yourself. You can go find mm-hmm. out. So they're ready to go. But I guess like everybody graduated or finished Nobody really checked off the bo- the boxes that I thought in my right, mind when right. we started. <laughs> like we were going to do this exactly. Right. Nobody did it exactly like that. Was it for what you guys? Boxes? That's what I was going to ask. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, you know, four years of English, four, three years okay, of math. Okay, so the, years of science, the traditional things. type things. The traditional, right. Mm-hmm. We did. Everybody had those basic core subjects. But like I said, like you didn't quite finish the last history book, but it was okay. Because when I think back to my own education, where I went to a really good school and I studied really hard and learned a lot of things, do I remember all of the things I learned about world history, (laughs) right? Like, you'll be fine. Um, I made sure that there weren't, they weren't things like, like essential math understanding or being able to communicate. And we jumped pretty hard on the composition and English and logic and things like that. But all of those things where the world changes so fast and this body of knowledge just keeps expanding mm-hmm. at you know, a miraculous rate, it's like you might learn all the things that we think you should know or whatever's in the book when you're, then they when you're 16. Mm-hmm. But by the time you're 20, science might have changed or there's just mm-hmm. so much more history to know. So mm-hmm. those, those were the boxes, the things that are, you know, your typical course of study. So we, we checked off all the core things, but like we, we studied foreign language for two years, like we talked about in a different podcast, but nobody mastered a language. Mm-hmm. That wasn't really the point. And did we get all of our PE? Yes, we did. And then depending on our um, electives, they ended up with way more electives than anybody expected <laughs> yes. to see me on a yeah. transcript. Like, how do, I, how do I translate this learning <laughs> lifestyle into yeah. this transcript? Every single one of my kids, when we sat down to do their transcript, had way too many credits, and I just had to ended up cutting off a lot of. Yeah, it. you just toss them. Uh, I consolidated <laughs> yeah, things under one like we did consolidate heading, some know. stuff. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and we had I, the extracurriculars. Was, well, I think it was Einstein that said. 
you didn't think it was important to memorize things you could look up? Understanding of things, understanding yes. maybe led to World War One or World War Two is important. But knowing all the dates of the battles right. and everything, probably you can look that right. up. But mm-hmm. understanding the probably. global global ideas about things, mm-hmm. um, you know, if you can tell what a gerund is or not, it's not going to make or break you on a job application. <laughs> That's just a right. grammar. And you thing. use language, right? Right. right. But if you so can I, communicate I, effectively, that's great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did have a student tell me that same thing. It's like, if I can look it up, I don't need to learn it. It's like, okay, but during a math quiz, it's going to take you a really long time to solve these problems if you don't know your multiplication tables. So it's like, <laughs> right. Yeah, you need so your basic building blocks. You need your basic. Sure. But yeah. And it's so easy. We have such access to information now with the web yeah. and even recently going through these books, I realized, wow, used to, we were pulling out 10 or 12 books to look things up, even preparing for a lesson not too long ago. I just do a few searches. It pulls up all the information, saves me so much time. It's like, maybe I love the books and I'll never not have them, but yeah. it's just a different way that we approach knowledge. And I have well, read some things about like, watch out because sometimes like different skill sets and some article I read about IQ levels and as the technology changes, how that's showing up in people's IQ tests where they're not mm-hmm. using logic as much. It's like we do need to be aware. You need to put forth a little effort. Sometimes um, things stick better. But I think when I was talking about like deciding the maturity level in determining whether my child's ready to graduate, yeah. that part of that for me was are they able to teach themselves things? Which for us as homeschoolers, that's been our goal all along. When I see that they do have the skills to look up something when needed and know how to look it up or teach themselves a new skill if they need it, that shows me they're going to be successful, whatever they decide to do, because they can teach themselves the skill. So that's been a factor in me deciding when somebody's ready in my house. And I recently, so I have one of my sons graduated at 16, And he's 21 now, but when he graduated, he also went to work at HEB. He quickly became a manager there before he was 18 and he worked really hard and he was enjoying that. But recently in the last year, he decided he wanted to try something new and he became an appliance repair person. Didn't have any experience in that business at all. Had never done anything like that before, but he wanted to work with his hands. And he went and, you know, apprenticed with his boss for, I think, like, six weeks on the job. And now he's teaching himself. He's out on his own doing it, making it good money, enjoying his job. And he taught himself how to do most of it because, you know, he did ride alongs with the boss and learned the basics. But most of his time now is spent watching a YouTube video on how to fix something and then teaching himself how to do it. And he has that skill because that was a lot of what our homeschooling was, was Mm -hmm. you can teach yourself how to do this. Yeah, I think that's really important. And that's something that you kind of need to have in place for quite a while in your homeschool. It's kind of hard to develop that in the last year before your child's going to launch. Yes. I don't know. It's just probably the best way to, to experience that is incrementally. That starts off really young with the, you know, when they come to you with a question and you say back to them, well, what do you think? And how about Mm -hmm. you find out the answer and you just start off like that. I will often say to uh, my youngest son, you know, I'm looking around right now and I'm seeing some things that need to be handled. Can you look around and see if you see anything? And he'll look around, Mm -hmm. you know, and helping to start to notice things, um, to take initiative. 
that's another a really good skill that your kids need. You know, if they're the kind that just likes to receive <laughs> and sit around and receive, you can make me this, make me that. You need to work with them because in the workplace, that's not going to go very well. Mm-hmm. Initiative and being willing to put yourself out there. Yeah, that's really important for success. So how I, I got to work for Transcript Maker is super funny because I used Transcript Maker for years. And when my youngest daughter graduated, I sent an email to uh, Matt and I said, oh, I don't need this, this anymore. And he asked me, uh, can I interview you a little bit about how you've used it and any feedback? Mm-hmm. Well, I went on and on about how much I loved it and I'd be so happy to represent it at a homeschool conference, whatever, whatever, that he gave me a job. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I started off doing just a little bitty thing for him, but every time something comes up and he's, he'll be like, well, you know, we need somebody to do this. I'll say, I'll do it. I may not know exactly how to do it, but you can but teach I'm, yourself, mm-hmm. but I'm, yeah, but I'm willing to learn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that's how, you know, we, we all ended up on this podcast. Matt was supposed to do it. <laughs> um, that's how uh, I started, you know, I've, I do the blog for Transcript Maker now. Mm-hmm. I'm the lead writer and, and the blog editor. And that's what we want to develop on our kids. You know that yes. I can do it. I'll be happy to try it. Here I am. Those are the mm-hmm. kind of people that have success in life. But we have to give right. them opportunities when they're younger. We can't just wait until yeah. they're 17 and go, oh my gosh, I got to develop that. Right. Throwing them into situations (laughs) where they have to do a little sink or swim and develop those skills and where they can fail and when it's easy, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we didn't give anybody any hard and fast rules about how to graduate kids. I was was thinking this too. So I think a lot of people come into homeschooling, even with young children, really worried about, well, how are we going to graduate them? How are we going to get them into college? And we've had so many years with this that we're kind of casually talking about this, but I know people are concerned about it. There's a lot of assumptions made that you have to do these certain things to graduate your child. The real answer for homeschoolers is no, you don't. And I think that's very overwhelming for some people because you're like telling them, no, you do what you want to do. And that, that there's a lot of directions to go and that can be overwhelming. But it really is true that they're your children. You can decide when you think they're ready to move on and be done with school and you can decide what that looks like. And then you can write them a transcript and you can give them a diploma and say, hey, you're graduated. It's actually very simple in homeschooling. Well, and there's nothing wrong with starting out using a guide. Yes, absolutely. Laid, or mm-hmm. if, you're, if you're using curriculum that's already laid out and you're just doing what's already planned out, that's excellent. It's all mm-hmm. planned out for you to go on. But right. as you go along and gain experience, you will find that you have your own good ideas mm-hmm. and you can see where you might want to tweak something here or there or make it a better fit. Sometimes right. we go overboard and do more in an area <laughs> because we're fascinated by it. We just want to keep going and then some things don't fit or we can't find, you know, curriculum that we like or that works for us. And so there's nothing wrong with going and looking up your state's recommended high school course of study and just Mm -hmm. following that. Or if you buy, you know, if you like a certain publisher and you like their math and you do it all the way through, like that's great or science or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's just nice to know that you do have the freedom and the Mm -hmm. 
it's possible to adjust those studies. You still, you might, right. you'll still be studying history, but maybe you're using your own books to study mm -hmm. those history topics all the way through. Or I know a lady who incorporated a lot of movies because it worked better for her child. And then they would discuss them and then they would talk mm -hmm. about, was that accurate or was that, you know, Hollywood? And so mm -hmm. all those kind of things rolled into the, the movies and science, but you can absolutely follow the guide that's out there. And if that's what makes you happy and that works right. for you, and right. it does. You get to decide kids, that. Mm -hmm. I would say if your child knows that they would like to pursue something that requires a college degree and that requires a university degree or a special degree, that when they're approaching, when you think they're going to graduate the year or two before, you should look at the colleges specifically that they think they'd like to go to and find out what their requirements are for accepting applications. They will have a guideline for the colleges saying what they expect to see on a transcript. And most colleges and universities have homeschool mm -hmm. admissions departments, and they'll be happy to talk to you about that too. If your child knows that's the path they want to take, that will really help you determine when they they are ready to graduate. I'm glad that we've come so far that there are colleges that have homeschool liaisons or, yes. or homeschool departments because sometimes colleges aren't very familiar with homeschooling and mm -hmm. it's growing to be, it's becoming less of a problem, but they'll ask for things like that your child should take a GED or that you have to provide, I don't know, a whole list of the books that you yeah. use, depending on what your child wants to do. You might need to start really preparing in ninth grade, keeping really good records of what your child studied and what materials you used. Uh, that doesn't have any impact on when they're ready to graduate, but it does have an impact on the information you might need to help provide for them. Right. That's the other part of homeschooling. You know, you're the teacher, you're the administrator, you're the homeschool counselor, you are the everything. Just keeping a notebook or something that details what all your kid did and what, what the materials mm -hmm. they were, um, that will help you a lot when they are ready to graduate to provide the information that they will need uh, to provide wherever they're going to go. Yeah, I agree. And I think you'll find that your kids did much more than they thought you thought they did when you sit down and look at it. We talked a while ago, uh, one of the podcasts about a book by a woman named Barb Shelton for high school. Melody, what is the title of that book? Do you remember? I just pulled that book, Senior High, A Home Design Formula. Yeah, the book is great because it, it helps you realize how you can take the things your kids have been doing and turn them into high school credits. Mm -hmm. um, it that. is written from the perspective of, of a person who is a devout Christian, but the information can be accessible to anyone. Mm -hmm. um, so that if you're an unschooler and you're wondering, like, how am I going to turn all this into credits? Well, Jennifer can tell you, but, uh, <laughs> but you know, this kind of a book will tell, talk to you about, you know, if they spent so many hours doing something that can equal a credit and how right. to turn it into something that an educational right. system will understand. Because that's the other thing. You know, we talk about studying foreign language and the language of educational systems like colleges might not be the language we would use. You know, I right. would say... So my son, and I've talked about this before, my oldest son, he wasn't very athletic, but he walked his dog and he played disc golf. So I called his walking the dog every day for four years, fitness walking. Mm -hmm. That's an understandable credit. But if right. I had put on there, he walked his walked dog, they'd be like, baby, <laughs> that is not a high school credit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so it's learning how to speak educationally. Yes. 
mm-hmm. turn it into something that they can understand. Because the thing is, is when I have fun with that. I love that. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's a very creative exercise. Yes. Isn't it? <laughs> but you know, if you, um, for a long time, homeschoolers would try to get their kids into college and they would they have this big, crazy portfolio and like way too right. much detail. We still see this on Transcript Maker where people, they want to make their kids stand out. And homeschoolers do a lot of stuff. And like you all both said, you, you really need to edit that mm-hmm. because on the extracurriculars, if you have 28 things, yes. they're not going to read all of that. And really what you no. want to show is the thing that makes your child really unique. But homeschoolers, right. they would give these schools all this stuff. Well, the more that you can fit into a thing that they can understand, the better. Yes. And yes. that's why using mm-hmm. something like Transcript Maker to create a transcript that mm-hmm. looks and says similar things to all the transcripts they're getting from kids right. of other schools, that helps your kid actually. Exactly. I used it for all of my kids and made transcripts that looked just like any school transcript would look and with no detail, you know, it was just like, you know, geometry, one credit, you know, there was no detail on it. And all of my kids who went to community college, they passed that over and the people looked at it and said, okay, thanks. And that was it. That was all it took. And then for my daughter, my daughter, who's in pre-med at a university, same exact transcript situation, use that. And then they did as a homeschooler at her college required that we write down for each thing on her transcript, what we did to study that course, to fulfill that course. So I did have to write a couple of pages for, you know, that covered more in detail what those courses were. But as far as the transcript, they still just wanted the regular transcript that looked like everybody else's. Mm -hmm. They're looking at hundreds or thousands. And so they just know what they're looking to see if you have like the basis of education. I've had a lot of people ask me about diplomas. Um, Mm -hmm. Diplomas are so easy. First of all, most of the time, you will never be asked to show your diploma to anybody. There are a couple never. of jobs, a couple Almost of jobs never. that will. The military usually asks for your diploma. I'm not sure why, but <laughs> but uh, they're almost. Mm. Other than that, you almost never need to show a diploma to anybody. Think about how many times somebody's asked for your diploma. It's not a thing. Um, never. But has anyone asked for my very, diploma? No, never. But it's very very easy to make your own diploma. You can go online and make it. You can get creative and make it in a print shop kind of program. Or we order ours from, I think it's homeschooldiploma.com. They're very nice. We get caps and gowns from them and stuff. We like them, but you know, we order them and they're very professional looking and we have a little graduation ceremony and do all of that. And then we put them away in a drawer and nobody ever asked for them again. (laughs) Um, But you can definitely make a diploma very easily. I also actually had a question recently from someone who was applying to colleges and they needed their transcript at this certain university needed the transcript, but they would only accept transcripts from the school of attendance, right? So the parent who was doing this was very confused because they thought that that meant they wouldn't accept their transcript. But I explained to them that all you have to do is instead of putting your name, you put your school name on the envelope and mail it in that way. And then it's officially from your school Mm -hmm. and they'll accept that. That's good advice. (laughs) Sometimes it's hard to figure out that little, yes, (laughs) little, you know, administrative thing when you're not really like a school with a letterhead and all they, they, they called the university that they were applying. They were like, well, can't we just mail them to you? And the university, the person they spoke to was like, no, ma'am, you cannot do that has to come from the school. I was like, that's easy. <laughs> Interesting. Just mail it from your school. 
Yes, we have right. a school name for, for right. the reason of, well, forever ago, we were told that we should have a school name. This is mm-hmm. because I started homeschooling before it was technically legal. Um, yes. And so it was great if you had a school name, somebody asked you a question, but it, it's very helpful to have a school name. It's uh, good for transcripts. For and, transcripts, mm-hmm. yeah. I guess the moral of the story is that everybody's kid is going to graduate probably at a different time. And your criteria for your kids, if you have more than one, is probably going to be different from kid to kid. Yep. And that you can do this. You can do this. Here at the end of our podcast, we'd like to answer a big question. What's our big question today, Melody? Today's big question is from BH, who asks, How does homeschooling change relationships between kids and the family? I want to homeschool, but my kids fight a lot, and I don't know if I'll be able to handle the bickering. So (laughs) what do y'all think? What do y'all say to someone who asks that? Well, first of all, kids are going to fight, whether you homeschool or public school or whatever you're doing. Your kids will bicker. It's going to happen. My experience has been having my kids homeschool has made their relationships so much better. They're much more close than they would have been, or uh, they weren't in school, so I can't say that, but from the kids that I see, siblings that I see or that are in school don't have the same type of relationship that my kids have, and I think it's just that time they spend together. I agree. I also think that if your kids are bickering, that's not a reason not to homeschool. Right. You know, maybe you need to help them gain more communication skills or they're, you need to find out what's causing the bickering and see if you can um, alleviate that. Sometimes, uh, especially kids that are close in age and they're the same sex, they're very competitive with each mm-hmm. other and they, they bicker and argue over things because they both want that thing. For me, it was interesting because I have, the way my kids fall in their birth order, I had a girl, a boy, a girl, a boy, a girl, a boy. Um, and so they didn't argue with each other as much over like competitive stuff, wanting each other's mm-hmm. things because they, the girls didn't really want the GI Joes or the boy didn't want the Barbie. Although sometimes they would play together like that and GI Joe would take Barbie's, you know, Corvette. So there was some kind of arguing there, but a lot of the time, the bickering is really comes out uh, from jealousy or competitiveness. Mm -hmm. And so if you can figure out what's, what the fuel is there and take that fuel out, that will really help. And maybe they're just jealous for your time because they're in school all day and then they have a small amount of time at home with you. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't let that be a reason not to homeschool. If that's what you want to do and you feel like it's going to be good for your family, mm-hmm. you just may need to try to get some more parenting skills. I found that a lot of times I just had to increase my skills to figure out how to solve that kind of a problem. When you're in the public school, you are spending many hours away from each other all day. And then there is that push and stress to get to places on time. And then you're Mm -hmm. tired and the evening is not as long. When you're living a learning lifestyle, you have more time. And so we focused a lot on relationships. And like Mm -hmm. you said, we encouraged, we had to build up, mom had to build skills and learn how to help people negotiate with each other and communicate with each other. We spent Mm -hmm. Some focused time on, you know, it's not okay to say that. If you say that, you might hurt someone's feelings. What else could you say? You know, it's his turn now and his turn is over. Would you like a turn? And, you know, the whole thing, you teach them how to get along and how to use their words instead of their hands and all of those things. But you have the time to do it. And so there were seasons where, you know, people 
macro and they're like somebody suddenly a preteen and they might be a little bit moody. So then you have to relearn some yes. skills about how mm-hmm. to communicate and leave her alone. She doesn't feel very good, but we just keep working on those things. And like y'all have said, my kids are each other's best friends and right. they they know each other and they mm-hmm. like to be around each other. And that continues on past, you know, the homeschool, they're, they still hang out together. Yeah. Hang out to, together with each other and then they pull in each other's friends. Yeah. You know, there's a great big group of people who like to be around each other. You may start out with a challenge, but you can, there's some really good books out there about parenting, about communication, about how to diffuse an argument and you just, you work on it a little bit and they learn. They're used to their siblings being around too. So a lot of times uh, you'll see older kids who have been in public school who just don't want their their siblings around, like their little brother, their little sister, they don't want them around, you know, but our kids who grew up that way, being with each other all the time, it's just the way their life is. They're used to that, you know, and it's, it's okay for them. Same thing with having us adults around all the time. Yeah. Well, you know, you've succeeded when your kids go from bickering with each other to working together against yes. you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but it it gets better and it's a phase sometimes that kids go through. Again, I think that if you want to homeschool, your desire to homeschool will help you to work through these other issues. And they're Mm -hmm. not really a reason not to homeschool. Yeah, I agree. Before we go, we want to leave you with a few reminders. If you want to support us here and help us grow, it'd be great if you'd help new people find our show by leaving us a five-star review where you get your podcasts. Remember that you can get 20% off the cost of your Transcript Maker subscription with the code HAPPY. That's H-A-P-P-Y in all caps. If you want to learn more about anything we discussed today, you can find our show notes on our Facebook page in the comments to new episode posts. If you'd like to have a comment featured on our 100th episode spectacular, you can email us at happyhomeschoolpod at gmail.com or find us on Instagram and Facebook at happyhomeschoolpod. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Holly. I'm Melody. And I'm Jennifer. Happy Happy homeschooling. homeschooling. Hi, this is your host, Holly Williams-Zerbach. Thank you for listening to the Happy Homeschooler podcast, a Transcript Maker production. My co-hosts are Melody Gillum and Jennifer Jones. This podcast was produced by Matthew Bass and edited by Nora Williams. Our graphic design is by Pete Soloway, and our music is by The Great Pangolin. You can find more of her work on YouTube and Twitter at Kylie Wins. That's K-A-I-L-E-Y Wins. If you'd like to help our podcast grow, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And as always, tell people about us. Maybe I don't need a thousand and two books. <laughs> oh, it's so hard to say goodbye to books. Oh my, they're my friends. I really, I that really could be another episode. <laughs> it could be. I don't but know I mean, when I... to get rid of your homeschooling books. That's, that's definitely enough. <laughs> yeah, don't ask me. Never. <laughs> but um.